Uh, look, we're going to move on and let's let's get into political talk. Uh, this story, which we touched on just a second ago. So new data out, and this is explained in an article. You can read at nzherald.co.nz, talking about the gun problem in New Zealand, uh, the importation of 501 gang members from Australia, and just how common it is now for police to be seizing guns. Uh, the stats show that police have discovered more than 10,000 firearms across New Zealand in the past three years. A disproportionate amount of those guns have been found in counties Monaco. Uh, so to discuss more about this, joining us now is Police Association President Chris Carhill. Thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, Chris, how are you? Very good, thanks. So do the numbers that Tim's just spoken about, this high number of guns, 10,000 in, in three years, does this reflect what you're seeing in, in your police members' day-to-day job? Yeah, it certainly does. It's exactly why we've been trying to highlight this problem for a number of years, because we've seen it growing, and it's from our frontline officers that we've been getting that information. And now it's got to the point where they're seeing them so often, and unfortunately they're seeing them being used so often, but they feel the need to wear ballistic body armour you know, full-time in their job. And, and that really reflects exactly what they're seeing on the front line. All right. So these numbers that Tim's referred to, it seems like an extraordinarily high amount of firearms. But how much of an increase is this in the years prior to what's measured in this article, three years? Look, we've always had a problem for a long time. New Zealand's got very high gun ownership. And the vast majority are owned by legitimate gun owners, the problem is they get stolen all the time and we've got no gun register. So, so we have no idea how many firearms there actually are in New Zealand or where they are. So our members were seeing this, but it has accelerated greatly in recent times. And I think the 501 deportees from Australia have added to that problem without a doubt. Speaking of the 501s then, so how much can we expect over the course of this year that that is a problem that will just continue to get worse? Or, or is it that... We've imported them over the last couple of years, and kind of that's that for the time being. Uh, well, unfortunately, Australia think it's a winning policy for them, and politically it probably is. So I think you're going to see uh, quite a few more, especially gang members. And uh, look, it's a real problem. And these people, like, many of them don't associate with New Zealand. They don't have whānau here. They have no other links. So the gangs are the obvious thing for them to join when they've got links with those people. And... Um, Suddenly, the, you've got these growing gang numbers, you've got your local gangs, and that just leads to competition, and competition leads to aggression, and that's where the guns are being used. It wasn't many years ago, was it, that your members did not want to be armed? I had an older brother who was in the police for 18 years, and you take a gun to a gunfight, people are going to use guns. That's changed. Now your members want to be armed all the time, not just a, a lockbox in the footwell in the passenger side of the Skoda, right? Yeah, that's been a big change in, in the time I've been in police and it's accelerated accelerated again in the last few years. Uh, yeah, nearly 75% of frontline officers now say they believe they need to be generally armed and that's because of how many firearms they're finding. They're not saying they want to be, they're saying they need to be and that's why you know we'd really like to see the firearms taken off the streets because that's going to make everyone safer but in the meantime that's not the reality officers are dealing with. I know it's a question that gets asked before, but I cannot for the life of me understand why we don't have a gun registry. Do you know why? 
it, it made no sense. I mean, in fairness, it was a paper-based system when they decided to get rid of it. The fact that it's taken so long to re-implement, the gun lobby are very much against it, and they all point to every reason why you shouldn't, but you're dead right. It lacks common sense not to have it. We need to know where the firearms are, that they're secure, and if they're not secure, take steps to make sure that they that people that shouldn't have them don't have them. We, we totally get that the... Criminals will not register their firearms, but where are they getting them from? They're stealing them from legitimate firearms owners or else there's some unscrupulous firearm owners that are selling them to them. And we know of that occurring. And when that happens, judges need to clamp down as well. Yeah, it's not that the gun registry is going to solve anything, but if it makes things slightly better, then it, it should be done. Is this is this the gun lobby that we're importing from the states? You know, is this money from the NRA that gets funneled towards uh, anti-gun safety programs or anti-programs that would promote things like having a gun registry in New Zealand? Yeah, look, they're a mixed bag. Look, the majority of firearms owners, the vast majority just want to use their firearms for hunting, for working on the farm, things like that. Unfortunately, there's some that are very vocal around any change to the laws. And, and they've put out scare tactics that actually bring in legitimate owners who actually don't need to worry. No one's going to take their firearms off them as long as they keep them secure. Um, and and that's you know, where, where there's a bit of a mix. But the, the bottom line is New Zealanders deserve to know who has firearms, and that they're secure, and that's not the situation currently. Chris, give me an idea, and I want a specific number if you can, in terms of the attrition from the police beyond those that are retiring because they can't run, can't run fast anymore or pass a fitness test, how many are leaving the police because they fear every day they go out in their job and they can't do the job they want to do with the confidence they need by being armed? Look, at the moment those figures are still relatively low. Um, but it's creeping up. And we sort of interviewed a number of young officers, so what we call probationary constables within their first two years that had left, and without a doubt that level of violence was a key factor for why they're moving on. So even though they're small numbers, you know, they have the potential to grow, especially when we've recruited nearly 3,000 new recruits in the last few, few years. Um, those people and their families don't want to be, see them getting put at risk. And um, as these stories continue to unfold, you can guarantee their families are putting pressure at them to try and look at a different career. With that in mind, just one last question. Uh, how difficult is it then, do you think, to recruit new cops um, going forward? Look, we've been amazed how successful police have been at recruiting and we've got some amazing people through the door. But the challenge is we need more. I mean, you know, 1,800 we were meant to get in three years. It's into our fourth year, um, close to our fifth. And we're, we're only at 1,255. At the same time, we've got a bubble of people retiring. Um, so it's going to get more difficult. And, of course, you know, the fact is that it's a tight labour market now. People are, we know a lot of recruits take a pay cut to join the police. That's going to become harder to recruit those people as the pay rates have to go up. All right. Well, we appreciate your time as always. Thank you so much. Police Association President Chris Carhill. Enjoy your Sunday. Thanks very much.